Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ruben J. I would never give up my microphone. Here, grab that real quick. My vessel is magnificent and fierce and huge. I have one pair of skinny jeans, and I'm going to wear them every week just to piss you off. What is your name? Ruben J. It doesn't matter what your name is. I'm Christina Grimmie, and uh, this guy's awesome. You are You're tuned into On Air with Ruben J. Mike. What? On Air. With Ruben J. I may have deserved that. All right, everybody, you're listening to On Air with Ruben J. I am excited to be joined by this uh, particular individual. We, we spoke uh, a couple years back when uh, she wrapped up on American Idol. And uh, I'm excited because she just released an album over the summer uh, called Half Hearted. We love the show. This is Jessica Muse. Jessica, welcome. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you. It's good to catch up finally after all this time. Yeah, it's been. I mean, when was when were you on Idol? Was it four years ago now? Five years ago? Yeah, it was. It was 2014. So it's been a minute, oh but it's gone by. It's it's been insane how much time has passed and what has happened to the American Idol brand. And then you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just been such a crazy whirlwind. And I don't want to talk to you too much about American Idol um, because we talked about that in past interviews. Um, but I do want to know. You know, it, it's been four almost. I think it was almost four years to the date when you released this album that you were on Idol. Um, what took you so long? You know, what? Why did you take your time making this record? Because a lot of times, you know, you see uh, these artists rush albums. You know, as soon as they're off the show, you know, they're putting out an album, putting out a single. You took your time. What was your thought process behind that? Well, for me, I wanted to take my time on it because. I knew I had more in me to give, first of all, and I'm one of those people that I'm very much about quality. I don't want to just spit something out because I'm at my, the top of something just because I have the majority of my platform because I just got off of a reality show. I didn't want to, I don't know, it just didn't feel like the right time to do something, even though for a lot of other people, maybe it was. Because for me, it's not... I mean, yes, I would like to sell as many copies as possible, but I also don't want to sell you a bunch of crap. And I'm not by any means saying that everyone else is crap, but just I really, really put a lot of thought and time into my album, and that's very, very important to me because that was me really putting my soul out there, saying this is how I've changed, this is how I've grown as a songwriter, as a person, as a musician, and I just wanted to give my best work. So I took my time. And I didn't want to just put a product out there and not have a marketing plan at all. Like now I'm on the road doing radio tour, promoting it. Uh, a couple stations I've picked up. Thank God it didn't work from the album. And, you know, I want to have a game plan in place. I don't want to just have a product and be like, okay, cool, now what? Yeah, you have to you have to realize as as an artist that there there is a business side to this music business. You know, a lot, and a lot of mm-hmm. artists, I don't think – I think either they 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 think someone else will handle that that for them, or they just mm-hmm. don't think about it. Which is good to hear that you're thinking about like, hey, yeah, I can put out a great product, but how am I going to get it to people to listen to outside of just you know the American Idol fan base or just the fan base that you've had already? Um, exactly. Now I'm looking at at kind of your bio here, and I, I want to say congratulations, man! You're you're killing it with the streams. Can I, can I talk about the stats here? Yeah, go for it. I, uh, I have not even had time to look at them. I only know what my manager has told me, so it'll probably be new to me. So I don't know how recent this is or, or anything. You know, I'm just looking kind of at what was sent to me, but 2.4 million song streams um, 
for your, your new album, Half Hearted. That's incredible. That's uh, that is honestly congratulations on that. That's huge. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I knew when it was a million because my manager told me, but I didn't know it went up to like two point four. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Two point four and counting. I mean, uh, Spotify is just killing it for you here, uh, with more than I want to say it looks like more than seventy percent of the streams coming from. From Spotify, 1.5 million streams from Spotify, uh, almost a million from um, from Apple Music. That's huge, uh, and people don't don't realize that like streams nowadays are, are essentially radio plays as well, except you get paid yeah. for them um, somewhat. Um, so, I mean, what what would you say to people who are streaming this record? I mean, like obviously, 2.4 million times has been listened to. What would you tell them? Well, big. The biggest thing is thank you because without my fans and you guys listening to my music and people just giving it a chance and looking me up and taking the time out of their day, like I would not be where I am now. So thank you guys. Thanks for listening and telling your friends about it. And a lot of people have been posting, a lot of people have been calling the radio stations. Like every little bit helps, every single play counts. So thank you guys. And what do you consider yourself as far as like genre? Do you consider yourself more of a rock singer or, or more of a country at this point? Well, I'm definitely country, if I had to put myself in one category. Um, there's a lot of crossover stuff happening, which I I think is great because it, it, it gives me hope that, oh, it's my time, finally. But, like, you know, Elle King did her crossover with, uh, what is it, different than girls or different from girls? Different for girls, that's it, with Dirk Bentley. That was a great song. And she's kind of this alternative sort of, she has a major Americana kind of rockabilly vibe about mm -hmm. her. But then she went in with like this mainstream country guy. And I think that the lines are getting blurrier and blurrier. And it's country especially is becoming more open to other kind of crossover genres, which is great because I do have that tendency to be a little more kind of alternative, a little bit rock. Like you can tell I grew up listening to Skinner and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I played this I played this album or a couple songs with this album to a buddy of mine who's a hardcore, he's a rocker. And mm -hmm. the first thing he says, like, man, this sounds like Skinnerd. You know, I'm like, yeah, it does. Um, I wrote over on multimediamouth.com, uh, I wrote a review back uh, back when the album came out. Uh, see if I can find the date here on this. Uh, August 13th. Um, I wrote, Half-Hearted really touches her country roots while also playing into some of her great southern rock overtones. It's a great collection of style and skill from Muse and her band. Um, I think I I think I saw that. Didn't I post it? Yeah, too? you did. Yeah, thank you for that too. Yeah, I sent it to you, uh, hoping that you would you would share it and hopefully you would like what I wrote. Um, you know, and I'm not I'm not a music critic by any means whatsoever. I'm a music fan, and I, I remember putting on this record and not knowing what to expect. And then, like as I wrote, you know, uh, the lyrics for Brown Eyed Devil just absolutely sold the album for me even before I listened to the rest of the album. Um, so for you, you know, with that being said, what's more important to you, the lyrics or the music? Um, I think there's pros and cons. Well, not really cons, but there's a, there's, there's a time and place for both. So I think that sometimes the lyrics are more important. It depends what point you're trying to make. And then other times, if you just want to like have a feel good song, then you can just make sure that the melody and everything is really up. And, you know, a lot of times there's like a repeating line or it sounds kind of unimaginative, but everybody needs a couple songs like that because maybe you just want to feel good and you don't want to think too hard. So I, I feel like it's about diversity. Like you need to have a balance between the two. Like Brown Eye Devil for me is such a wordy song. I don't know if you saw the booklet, 
but I did handwritten lyrics for every song on the album. Oh wow! And Brown Eyed Devil and Half Hearted like took took such a long time. And I remember when I was writing it, I messed up like twice, <laughs> and I had to start all over. And I texted my manager, and I was like, "Dude, can you Photoshop this? Because I am not doing this again. My <laughs> hand hurts so bad." But like for me, especially those two songs stand out as lyrical pieces like if you just read the lyrics you would get the story you don't even have to hear the music but it of course doesn't hurt to have a catchy hook melody or something we should do a spoken word album with with some of these songs on here just no music just you reading the lyrics <laughs> you know how awkward that would be i am so <laughs> awkward i'd be like i'd need like a little drum like a djembe or something and i'd have to be acting like zach galifianakis or something oh my god that'd be so much fun. that'd be fun that, <laughs> that honestly that'd be really fun um now i do i want to read the, the the lyrics here for other well, part of the lyrics here for for brown eyed devil um so it starts out with he's got barbed wire in his soul lips like sugar cane a hand that you can hold his kiss will take your breath away. He's a rose with poison thorns. That's just the first verse. Yeah. Like that alone, like that's a story in itself that I, I just want to dissect. And I want to like, I wish we had four hours where we can just go song by song and really dissect everything here because there's so oh, much in man. this, in this record. Yeah, There's a lot there lyrically. I could tell you like stories about each and every song on that album. They're all true. It's very, very very real <laughs> well let's let's talk about this this particular verse right here uh tell me the backstory behind this uh who is this brown-eyed devil well i had gotten out of a really really hard hard relationship that had taken me actually years to get out of and i i found this beautiful man he was a marine actually the most attractive person i've probably ever dated in my life and i just like fell so hard he was so smart. He had a college degrees from the Naval Academy. Like he was, he was too good to be true. And that's exactly what he was. He was just too good to be true. He was, it turns out he was addicted to porn. He kept calling me his ex-girlfriend's name. Oh man. Uh, I, t I totaled my car and I, I tried to call him and he was like, oh, you'll be fine. And oh. like, I was just messed up because I, I didn't even know if I was hurt or not at that point. And I was really upset because I'd never been in a wreck before and I had a guardrail coming right at me. So I was really traumatized by that. And he was just never present and he was not really there for me. And then I, I broke up with him and I, I honestly, I'll just be honest with you. I got into some wine one night and I was just, I was just pissed because I was like, how could you just throw something away when somebody cares so much for you? And how could you care so little? And so I wrote Brown Eyed Devil because he is, he was a rose. He was beautiful. He, everything about him on the outside, everybody thought he was this perfect person who went to his Bible study and went to mass and everything every week. But then he would come home and he would watch his porn. And there was a lot that was wrong with that relationship. It was very unhealthy, but it just proves that you never judge a book by its cover. And you never know what you're getting into. And also that song for me is about, having patience when it comes to getting to know somebody don't just jump into something really quickly take your time because it's worth it in the end and that's a life lesson that i wish more people would listen to you know I, I i have so many friends who just they meet somebody and the next day they're like boyfriend and girlfriend i'm just like whoa yeah <laughs> I, I think it's because we all want to be loved and we all have that little spark of pure just hopeless romance inside of us that that's all we want 
I think everybody in the world just truly wants to be loved. I mean, unless you're just a butthole. Because some people, I'm just like, you're impossible. Just go. But, <laughs> but you're I impossible. Really just go. Like... Can we make that into a shirt? You're impossible. Just go, and then sell it on your website. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't a great care. trademark. <laughs> just me. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I do feel like you know sometimes when you first meet somebody, your heart just kind of jumps a little bit and you're like, Oh wow, I haven't felt this in such a long time because you want it so bad. But just because you feel that doesn't mean it's rational. And I learned that the hard way. I've learned it a couple times the hard way. It's kind of been programmed into my head at this point because it's happened a handful of times. So I've kind of learned to be wiser and to be more patient in my in, in my decision of who I hang out with, who I surround myself with, and who I date and who I pursue in relationships, period. Yeah, and, and I think, too, at this point, you know, um, you have a great record out here that you're working on and promoting. And, you know, like, I don't know if you're in a relationship right now or not, but, like, this is a good time for you to also work on you and build yourself up and build what you're working on and not worry about finding somebody else and that time will come you know i think that's important too especially in between relationships that people yeah. need to, to, to focus on themselves for a little bit you know and not worry about um you know if if so and so is being taken care of because you know everyone has their own projects they need to work on as well um now i, I also fell in love with um the song on the record love her better um mm -hmm. which i felt and, and correct me if i'm wrong um, I wrote that it seems like an upbeat letter to an ex-lover saying, hopefully the next person you, you move on to, that you actually love that person. Um, how far off or on the mark am I about that song? It's very sarcastic. It's it's very much an in-your-face, you messed up when you lost me because you're – he. it's about somebody who cheated on me. And he cheated uh. on me with his ex-girlfriend and with a married woman in Ooh. California. And I was like, it was one of those moments where your jaw just kind of drops and you're like, are you freaking serious right now? Like, I, I, I actually laughed when I found out because I was like, this is unreal. Because it just proves that no matter how amazing and how beautiful or, or how much you, this person says they love you, they care about you, like, guys, if they find the perfect slut, for lack of a better term, like, they, they will get rid of and tarnish a great relationship because of a slut and that that amazes me so it was basically that song is about me laughing at him saying thank you for removing yourself from my life have fun with the two people who are completely unavailable to you that you threw this away for well see i was way off <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's multiple ways of looking at it the, the beauty about music is it's like it is art it's a type of art and it's all in the eye of the beholder. So you can interpret it as you want and it means something different to each person. So it, it, how many of these songs on here do you, would you say are, are based off of past relationships? Oh Lord. Well, there's a lot of them that are all about the same guy. Okay. Um, Beyond the sea coincidentally is actually about that Marine because there was a time where he's like, Oh, Jess, I just love you so much. And he's like, what if I get deployed? You're going to leave me, blah, blah, blah. And I wrote beyond the sea because I was like, I will always be there. Cause if anybody understands long distance and trying to work on things and being trustworthy and faithful, it's me because I worry about the same things. And that was my way of telling him, like, if you worry about the same things that I worry about too. And I, I'm not going to, 
blow this away just because I see an attractive person. Like, I can control myself. And it was my way of saying, like, I'll go wherever you go. And I'm always here. And I love you. But obviously, Brown Eyed Devil was, like, the next song I wrote. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Without You is about... Let's see. There's a couple that are about that guy. California Dream, Without You. There's several others on the album. When I'm Gone, those are all about the same person. That was actually a very, very rough relationship for me. That was the one that took several years for me to finally have the strength to leave. Um, it got a little bit violent toward the end, and it's actually one of the main reasons that I'm involved in domestic violence awareness to this day. And tell, tell me about that. I mean, um, I, 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 not about the incident itself, but like uh your, your involvement in, in domestic violence awareness and um advice that you might have for some people who might be stuck in a relationship and either fear you know because that's a real fear like people mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think people on the outside understand how real that fear is like just because you think that you could get away from it doesn't mean everyone thinks that you know like there's a real fear behind that um so what would you tell people who feel like they're stuck in a relationship um you know, what, what advice would you give them? If you're trapped in something that's unhealthy and toxic and there's like gaslighting going on and there's psychological effects and emotional trauma being created, and especially if it starts getting handsy, um, my, my best advice is to just don't be afraid to leave because hurt people hurt people. And one thing I've learned the hard way is that like this person loved me so much that I was the target of his own pain. So he was deflecting and projecting his own hurt and pain onto me because he had not processed it correctly and did not know how to show it and to work it out for himself. So it seems to be that people who are the most hurt hurt the people they love the most. And I, you have to understand if you're in one of those relationships that it's not you, it's them, and you need to know that in your core, and you need to get the strength to leave and get out of there before they hurt you and you can't get come back from it. That's that's great advice. I mean, and if you need help, um, you know, just just because maybe you can send me some some resources. We can post in the in the description, you know, for people who need help yeah. or, or support. Yeah, um, I know there's domestic violence lines that you can call. Uh, call the police. I mean, mm -hmm. I when it when I had my incident. My he would not let me leave and I was trapped with him and I had nowhere to go. And I just remember I dialed 911 on my phone and I've set the phone down and the screen was lighting up and I took off and he had to go after the phone because he saw that it was 911. And uh, I had no other option. I had been trying to get away for a while. And that's when it started getting like handsy and he grabbed me and he forced me to sit down and he left like marks on my arms and stuff. And it was horrifying to look into somebody's eyes that you're like, I love this person. And they say they love me. And oh, my God, he's going to hit me. That's the scariest feeling in the world. You feel like like nothing at that point. And all you want to do is run and you can't. So I would just say call 911, call anybody you can, call a loved one, confide in them. Uh, go to your therapist. Like I know people, people say, oh, I don't need therapy or therapy is a, it's like a negative stigma for some reason. But I'll tell you what, I went to a lot of therapy and I've never been happier and more understanding of myself than I am now. 
Well, yeah, ther- therapy is a huge, huge help. Um, and, and seriously, if you guys need help, if you're in a relationship that you're trying to get out of, we'll, we'll link to some some uh, uh, some resources in, in the description of this podcast. So make sure to check that out. Um, I'm gonna try to transition back into the music here. It's it's a tough yeah. transition. Um, thank you for being so uh, so open and vulnerable with with me. By the way. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's fine. I mean, honestly, I tell my story not to have people pity me, but so they, if somebody else is going through it, because I know I'm not alone, that it can help them. And that's literally why I want to talk about it. Yeah. And it's huge because here's, a, you know, one of the things that like me as a, as a, as a interviewer and, and doing what I do, you know, hearing people's stories and, and hearing, you know, that they're going through something similar to what I'm going through, or, or I know somebody who's going through something similar to what they're, they've gone through, mm-hmm. you know, it gives me like a chance to say, Oh, if they got through it, I can get through it. You know, especially if it's somebody who, you know, I'm a fan of, or I, I enjoy their music or I've watched them on television. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy what they do. And you know, it's like, okay, they, that gives me a little bit of a, a glimpse of like, okay, I can get through whatever I'm going through. Um, so that's yeah. a message to everybody right now too. Like anything you're going through, you guys can get through it. You know, we, we've both been on, 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 you know, going through our own, our own issues. Um, and yeah, when you're in it, you feel alone. And I think the biggest thing that can help pull somebody out of it is to know that they're not. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now I want to <laughs> know, um, about without you, because you got boy, boy Bice to, uh, Bo Bice, sorry, to come out, basically come out of retirement. Like, was he retired? Like, I haven't heard of, this is the first no. song. I, this is the, I know. This is the first thing I've seen his name on in a long time, uh, and I was so excited to hear him sing with you. I, I, I felt the two of you guys did really well together. Uh, so how did you get Bo Bice to, to do this, and, and where was he? What Where did you dig him out of? <laughs> so he, he was living in, I want to say, just outside of Atlanta, and now he's back up in Birmingham, Alabama, I believe. But we just always kind of chattered over twitter and we just kind of you know there's certain people you just have a chemistry with and you just click and it's like oh we're friends did we just become best friends i think we did and that's (laughs) kind of how Bo and i became buddies and like i've met his kids i've met his wife and they're just the sweetest people Bo is so funny so we flew him out to do the duet and i laughed so hard that my abs hurt like for three days (laughs) afterward he is just He's such a fun dude. He It didn't feel like work at all. And we just knocked out the vocals and stuff, and that was that. It turned out great, and it was so much fun. Now let's talk about your – is it a rap? Is it a toxin? Sure. Like, like, it, it, how do you, I don't know what it is. Like I feel like it, it's – all I know is it's good, half-hearted, um, <laughs> which honestly I kind of – I think I remember like chuckling at the the concept of the song and just kind of like, you know, like thinking, wow, this is such a change, like a shift in in the momentum of the album. Um, Tell me about that song. So I wrote Half Hearted literally right before I had to get in L.A. and record the album. So that was a last minute ad. I I was I was up really really late. I was living by myself in Houston because I had a, a real job for a little while, <laughs> and I was up really late. And I was like, okay, I've been playing with this idea of half-hearted, and I I just that never really understood just why it really was in my head. And I just wrote the chorus out. I just knocked it out in like five minutes, and then I was like trying to think about a verse. I was like, let's see how should this melody go? And I started humming different stuff, playing around on the guitar a little bit, trying to inspire myself. And I could not freaking think of anything. So I said to myself, what if 
I rap it. And I just wrote a bunch of stuff, and it became about my entire time. It was actually through high school in my adolescence before I went off into the world and went to college and stuff. And that's, like, I was always the black sheep. I was always the weirdo. I was always the one who got made fun of and people threw food at me in the lunchroom. And I feel like people can relate to that because I speak for the weirdos and the freaks and the creative nerds who there's nothing wrong with being weird. And they end up being the targets of a lot of bullying. And I was like, it's another one of those things where a lot of times you feel alone. And I was there. I felt really freaking alone, trust me. And I felt like maybe telling my story could help some people. And, and also, it's, it ended up being kind of catchy. So I think it works out. But yeah, it literally was just a last-minute song. I sent it to my manager. It was a really crappy, poorly recorded voice note. <laughs> I was trying to be quiet because it was like midnight. And my manager texted me back in the morning. I was like, dude, we have to put that on the album. <laughs> I was like, are you freaking serious? I think it sucks. <laughs> He's like, no, it's so good. I will say, I I enjoyed I enjoyed this entire album from from start to finish. Um, Thank you. And Half Hearted is probably one of my favorite songs off the record, just because of how different it is, and how, uh, how I think it's pretty pretty raw for the most part. Like it doesn't sound super overproduced. Doesn't sound like it's you know trying to be over the top or anything. It just you know like i feel like if you decide to do a music video for it that it should just be mm-hmm. you in a black like with a black background and a spotlight on you just staring into the camera with like flashbacks popping up on the screen as you're talking about these events oh, yeah. like i don't think yeah it's- i would i would i can't wait to make a music video for that one because i have a lot of ideas yeah i mean there's so many different ways you can go with it but i i think the the irony of just like looking straight into the camera kind of given that like the look that's like the look you're kind of given on the on the album you know the album cover and just looking straight at the camera mm-hmm. and just seeing you know different things popping up on the screen as you're talking about you know different parts of your life um so i i, I again i enjoyed enjoyed the record um what if if, the, if you could pick let's say pick your top three songs from the record what what three songs oh, should people go and listen to you um, um well of course i'm gonna say thank god it didn't work because I feel like that's the most radio-friendly song on the entire album. That was the one when we recorded it, and we were like, hey, which one should we kind of start pushing a little? I was like, oh, definitely, thank God it didn't work. I felt like people would really click with that. It's one of those unanswered prayers things, and it's just there's just something about that story. It's just kind of haunting and chilling, but it's such a powerful song, and it has it has like the Martina McBride vibe going with the – I really pushed my voice in that song. And uh, let's see, my second favorite, I really like Novocaine. Oh, that's a good uh, one. That's Yeah, it's just, it's like three chords mostly until the bridge anyway. And even then it's just a variation on a C chord with a capo. But I know, I know I a little know, bit of what you're talking about. I love it. <laughs> it's just, it's so simple, but it's just, I don't know how I even wrote it, honestly. It just slapped me in the face. It was one of those songs where the melody's in your head and you just sit down, find the chords real quick, and write it down. And I was just so happy with how it turned out. It was another last-minute ad, and I just there's just something about that song to me that when I sing it, I really, really feel it. And um, what would the third one be? Hmm. I really like High. Because I think high is hilarious, and I wrote it right under the person's nose that it's about. 
I think it's so funny. And that's like the most that that and Love Her Better are like both of my pretty sarcastic screw you songs. <laughs> Love it. Uh let's talk about a couple of dates you have coming up here. Um Let's see where are we at. You have uh, December first. You'll be at St. Jude, uh, St. Jude Memphis. Mar- are you performing at the St. Jude Memphis yep. Marathon? Well, I'm singing the national anthem okay. before the half marathon, and I'm running the half marathon. Sweet. Are you? And you do that quite often, don't you? Because you were just we, you and I were in Vegas at the same time, and yeah, uh, you and were just I ran the half. Yeah. You so you ran the marathon. Uh, do you, are you a runner? Is that what? Is that how you like take out some yeah, stress? Yeah. I run and I I do my best to go lifting and I know that it's like a I do CrossFit. People make fun of CrossFitters oh my because God. they're always like hey, everybody I do CrossFit like the moment <laughs> they walk in the room. But I love CrossFit. It's so much fun. The community is amazing. Uh, it keeps me in shape. I take a lot of the movements with me on the road and I just scale stuff to what I can do on the road. It's just it's really helped keep me in shape on the road. Awesome. Well, hey, I I know you're coming to. Are you are you here for the entire Nam festival, or are you just here for the performance? I should be out there for all of Nam. I'm. I usually don't go the last day because there's just so many people that I get like social anxiety and I get overstimulated and I have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm like that fine line between extrovert and introvert. Yeah. No, and I'm I'm the I'm, same way. Yeah, I'm like a phone. When my battery's out, I gotta go recharge. Exactly. And I can't just I can't charge it fifty percent. I'll freaking go negative. So. so. Uh, okay, so uh, December third, you're at the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Center or Complex. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the third and fourth, I'm playing there. It's like a I I don't know if it's a public event or not. That's the only thing off the top of my head. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll we'll double check that. Um, you, you got a bunch of dates. Uh, what, what's the website? JessicaMuse.com. Yes. All right, go check that out. Uh, if you're in Los Angeles, uh, she's performing at, well, in Anaheim, I should say. She's performing at uh, the NAM Marriott stage. I believe that's open to the public um, if you can get in. Um, not sure 100%, but that's on the 25th of January. Um, when, you're in, when you're in California, if you have time, we should definitely um, meet up and, and film some stuff. I have some good ideas now that you said that you do CrossFit. Our- are you in Vegas or are you in LA? I'm in Anaheim. I'm in. Oh, I'm in Orange County. Oh, why the heck did I think you were in Vegas? Because we were in Vegas. I thought you lived there. No, no, no. I was in Vegas for uh, there was a wrestling thing going on, and I I had press passes oh. to that. So I happened like we were both in Vegas at the same time for very specific reasons on the opposite ends of, of yeah. town. <laughs> and my yeah, buddy, exactly. my buddy who I was hanging out with, he's like, "Hey, Jess is in town." I'm like, "I know. I don't. I don't know if she's performing or not." So I'm like, "I don't want to." You know, I end up texting uh, your manager, being like, "Hey, is she performing?" Because if she's performing, I'll, you know, head over to that side of town. He's like, "No, she's just running." So I'm like, "Okay, I'm no offense, I'm not yeah. going to drive all the way over there for, uh, to watch you run." Um, but yeah, no, go- that thirteen point one miles, just watching me run around and hurt my knee. Nah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, head over JessicaMuse dot com uh, to find links to the music, to her social media, um, but also her tour dates. Um, how how much longer are you? Is it, are these all your tour dates here that I'm looking at up until August, or is there more? I think that's all the ones that are confirmed right now. And there's a couple more that we have that are just in progress that are not, we haven't released yet. But I know I'm going to be like, I think I have a gig in Montana sometime in 2019 as well. So I'm traveling a little more. That's good. I'm trying to, trying to get out of the country again, trying to work on a couple gigs out 
out east, I guess. So should be fun. Awesome. Now, is there anybody from American Idol that you're still in, in contact with that you might want to work with? Um, Let me think. Well, I did go to a wedding for one of my buddies who actually worked on the show when I was on it, and she continues to work on the show. And she just got married, and she invited Tristan McIntosh and Dalton Rapatini. And they were really awesome, and I would totally do something with them. They're super sweet. Were you and on then, Dalton's? Of people from my season, I was really, really close with Majesty. And I don't really know what she's doing. She never answers her freaking text messages, but, you know, she's always been such a great friend to me, and I just love her voice. So I would totally do something with her, too. I think you and Dalton would would put a fun fun song out. That boy can dance. Oh, my goodness. Well, he was in a boy band. I didn't know that, and then he even told me when we were at the wedding. Like, we all felt like, I felt like I had known them already because it's it's like once you're on American Idol, you're all family. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and you guys were were back to back, right? You guys weren't on the same season. Wasn't wasn't he fourteen? No, he was he uh, season fourteen or fifteen. I think he might have been fifteen. Uh, yeah, I was I was thirteen. Oh, okay, so it was a little while. Um, yeah, he was he was top. He was fifteen. Um, yeah, no. See, I knew Dalton back when he was in the boy band, um, and I worked a lot. Oh, with his, really? Yeah, I, I worked a lot with his band. Um, so, and then he he left the band, and uh, about a year and a half later, did American Idol, which was really cool. It was it was insane seeing that. Like the amount of people that I've seen go from like social media stars and then end up on American Idol or The Voice, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, I watched the episode. I'm like, like they didn't tell me they were going to be on the show. Like, what the heck's going on here? Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, I think we've uh, we've covered I, I, what I want to do. What I want to do with you uh, when you come out to, to town is I want to work out with you. I don't work out at all, but I want to film it and I want to put it up on YouTube. Um, I think it'll be fun. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> I don't care. We can we can do a lot. Uh, a what? It's a wad, a workout of the day. Oh, a wad. Okay. Um, okay, we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, make sure to f- uh, follow Jessica on social media. Plug your social media real quick, please. So my Twitter and my Instagram are both at Jess Muse, and that's M-E-U-S-E, like me use this, me use that. <laughs> and then if you want to find me on YouTube, you can either type in Jessica Muse and you'll find me, or Music Chick, with, it's M-U-S-I-K-C-H-I-K, because apparently when I was 18 and made the channel, I could not spell. <laughs> uh, awesome. Thank you so much, Jess, for doing this. Um, I will send you a link when it's done. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast as well. And I will talk to you guys next time.